Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1234 Edmonton. Uh, Cactus Jack has texted the show to say, wow, that was a terrific segment with Dallas Aikens. Well, it's not every day you get the opposition head coach on an actual physical game day. Uh, joining you, so we appreciate Dallas giving us a few extra minutes. The Oilers and the Ducks tonight. We'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing at about uh, 12.55. That is Mark Spector that you hear right now. Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. They present live thoroughbred racing at Century Mile every Friday and Saturday post time at 5.15 p.m. Watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Mark, uh, yes. let's, let's get right, uh, right, right to it here. Um, this is this is really interesting in the sense that I can recall with the Oilers with their young stars, and they were stars. They were not superstars. The Oilers have two superstars right now. They might have a third, and we're going to hit, hit on a piece he wrote yesterday in a second. But mm-hmm. they had a couple stars in Taylor Hall and Nugent Hopkins, and they'd go in and do that Cali trip, and Joe Thornton would be licking his chops in San Jose, and Andre Kopitar would be getting ready to take care of business, uh-huh. uh, you know, with the Kings. And then there'd be uh, Ryan Getzlaff in Anaheim. And, oh, by the way, we got to stop off in Arizona, and there's Martin Hansel, right? And so... And, and, and so, they didn't beat Anaheim or didn't beat Arizona for a long stretch Forever. Yeah. You know why? Because Dave Tippett's teams don't take games off against... Yeah. They just don't. That's Hansel owned Nugent Hopkins in those games. Right. But keep going. All right. You know where I'm going here. Yes. It's And we're not saying that the Edmonton Oilers are a team like Anaheim that won five straight Pacific Division. Uh, you know, they ran. They're not the, there yet. They're not, they're not there, there yet. But they're tre- they're trending the right way here. Whereas we just heard from Dallas, there's no false illusions with where the Ducks are at. The fans understand they're rebuilding. They got tonight. They're going to have well. If if March if Marchman comes out and Steele goes in, it doesn't matter. They're still going to have uh, ten first round picks, nine that are homegrown in their lineup. But right. most nights they're going to have ten of eleven, and it's almost like a, a a little bit of a reversal of fortune in terms of what we're seeing tonight here, isn't it? Oh yeah, this is this is uh, the shoes on the other foot, right? We remember the days when those California teams just owned the Pacific and the Vancouver Canucks. I might add, yes, right? The Sedins and Burroughs and Luongo, those guys came through here and. Didn't even play that well a lot of nights and took the two points home. 
no, it's 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 uh, you know, sports is cyclical, and the cycle the cycle it is, should be cyclical. it should be cyclical, and the cycle is in Edmonton's favor. Now, Edmonton is a team that we can talk about having Stanley Cup aspirations, and Anaheim is the team that's coming up here trying to, you know trying to steal some points out of here and uh, it's a nice change for Oilers fans because man those old Ducks teams with Getzloff and Perry and Boschman and Ryan Miller and even still Raquel and Silverberg right? Yeah. Uh, Niedermeyer and all those good players like they won for fun up here for a few years. Well they still were able to draft off of that experience in the 2017 series. You know, yes. that's a series Edmonton could have won. Yeah, they, they, sure thing. I, I'm not saying they should have won it, but they uh, could have won right it. There, right there. It's Come a seven-game series. and Two-one game after two periods in game seven. Yeah. So you're, you're there. And you're there. $22 million worth of players that didn't score an even-strength goal. Well, in the game five, uh, Ryan Kessler's hold and open Talvis sure, five-hole. Sure, but I mean, one on. team with guys with experience know <laughs> yes. how to win. And sure. So there you go. Uh, just uh, an interesting point on the power play because Dallas talked about bringing in Newell Brown and Jeff Ward. Uh, Brendan, if you could pull up Dallas's uh, comments specific to the Oilers power play because unsolicited he provided us with a little bit of perspective. So let me know when you've got that quick little comment ready because it's kind of funny. But uh, I think it says something about the coach that he went outside of his organization and realized, look, we had a – I mean, they had the worst power play in the last, I don't know how many years, yeah. the Ducks last year. And he brings Apparently in, the last, the worst power play in the history yeah, of power Jason Greger plays. mentioned that this morning during, <laughs> during the media availability. So really bad. It's a bad power play. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he goes and hires Jeff Ward, ran the power play for Boston. Newell Brown ran the power play for Dave Tippett in Arizona. And uh, so, you know, just a quick comment on Dallas being open to that as a head coach. Well, smart, right? Smart. Like, you don't, you know, this is the, we really saw, had a front row seat in the maturation of Dallas Akins as a head coach. I won't mince any words. He came in here like he knew everything when he showed up. Yeah. And he quickly found out that he didn't know everything. And he quickly found out that without the players, it doesn't matter how smart you are. Because he didn't have the players here, and he didn't have an organization around them, so that's okay. We make mistakes and we learn. He did a huge mea couple on all of that. I've he, he said it to me. He said it to others. Sure. And now he's looking around and going, okay, I need to get better, and I'm looking around for guys that can make me smarter. And he's hired some good people. And you know what? I think he's going to have a lot more luck in his second run here with a young organization than he had with his first ball. Well, the other thing that helps him is he knows some of the players that have come up in the organization from San Diego, Diego into Anaheim. Yep. You know, Bear Bryant, who's now the second most famous college football coach of all time because Nick Saban's number one because he's won six of the last 12. So the, Urban Meyer doesn't get famous for his thing? or No, no, no. The, well, <laughs> hey, Bear, keep going, keep going. We wouldn't have known about Bear back in the day because <laughs> back then he drank with the right and the writers kept right. their mouths shut, yeah, too. Yeah, they didn't right? have cell phones. Right. Nobody had cell phones. <laughs> but Bear Bryant's famous line, somebody asked him, well, you know, you're the greatest coach of all time. And his line was, I'll tell you who's the best coach. The best coach is the one that comes off the bus with the best players. <laughs> so that's, there you go. But anyhow, yep. speaking about power plays, here's what Dallas Aiken's advice to his players was uh, just uh, about uh, 10 minutes ago. He relayed a story to us. Yeah, and uh, just a quick comment on the Oilers power play. Like, I sent a note to the players last night. Just keep saying over and over in your head until this game's over tonight. No penalties, no penalties, no penalties, no penalties. It is one beast of a power play they have. Well, it is a beast. It's two of the three best power plays in the last 30 years. Yep. It's the fourth best power play in NHL history. The top three 
all are from like 1977 to 1983 when there were goalies the size of Darren Pang. Yeah, John and, Garrett. And nobody <laughs> and nobody prepped to shut down power plays with right. video. Uh, I mean that that even predated guys like Claire Drake losing VHS machines on airplanes. Yes. So that's how far back. Well, we, but so here you go. So here's a coach that has. Uh, I'm not. This isn't a critical note. Planted the seed in his team's yeah. brain here about taking penalties tonight, right? He has planted that seed when they were on the bus going to the Calgary airport last night. And this team will hop over the boards repeating that, no penalty, no penalty, no penalty. That has an effect on how you play, you know? I'm not saying he's wrong to do it, but that has an effect on how you play on on five-on-five. A little less aggressive, maybe. A little, ooh, do I throw that hit or am I going to be late and get a penalty for it? So... Your power play works when it's scoring goals, Bob, five on four. Sometimes it also works five on five. Well, and that's going to be – And Mark, I'm going to throw this at you. And I don't know if the listeners agree. They can disagree uh, if they want. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Two-nothing lead against Vancouver. Once Edmonton made it two-nothing on a power play goal. Guess how many more power plays they had in that game? Yeah. None. None. Okay, they get up three-nothing against Calgary. Two for four in the power play at that point. Mm-hmm. Guess how many more power plays Edmonton got the rest of that game? None. Okay. So the and I'm not saying they deserved any power. I'm just well, saying that they didn't get another chance because the way their power play was going, they might have been you know decleating that team for the rest of the game. Yeah. The other team, like I get, there's part of it is referees always play that even at out game, and I hate that. But I will say this to you: once you've taken a couple power play, uh, penalties and the Oilers have scored on you. The other bench cleans it up pretty quick. They stop committing infractions because they know the, their coach is saying, next guy gets a penalty, you just get that feeling. It's not a good idea. All right. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. And then we're going to talk about Darnell Nurse, a piece Mark Spector, Panda and Sportsnet, and Devin Shore. You're listening to Oilers Now. Well, maybe we're going to keep going here for a few seconds. There we go. Uh, 12.43 at Everton. I, maybe I went a little bit too quickly into the break, so we'll work on that for you. We'll remind you that guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Uh, let's go with the micro-level topic first and then get to the macro-level. So we'll start with Devin Shore, Spec. Mm-hmm. And he is a guy... It's interesting here. Uh, to me, he looks like a different player this year than he did when he first. Now there was no tra- there was no preseason last year. Boom, we were playing games. Yes, and he had to work his way in the lineup. But the coach revealed his cards when Devin Shore played when Edmonton cut down to nine forwards against the Winnipeg Jets. That told me that he was going to be part of the team's future. Uh, he got up to 53% in the face-off circle last year, exclusively played at center from day one of training camp, whereas Kyle Turris, who was brought in here as a center the year before, exclusively played right wing. So okay. you had Derek Ryan, Devin Shore, and Ryan McLeod battling it out for the bottom two center spots. And Devin Shore uh, obviously has won the battle with Ryan McLeod because McLeod has been sent back to Bakersfield today. Your thoughts on Devin Shore? Well... I think the biggest difference for me, Bob, is Devin Shore is a guy who, he's a veteran NHL player. You know, the gone are the days. He's played 326 NHL games. You know, almost gone or mostly gone are the days of the Oilers stocking their, their 
third and fourth lines with kids who are breaking into the league. Ryan uh, uh, Malone, Ryan McLeod, is uh, an example of that. He's a kid trying to break into the league. He can't make this team right now. I'm not saying he's not going to make it. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying anything negative about McLeod. There's a good player there. It's going to happen. But in years past, he's on the team every night because he can make the team. Now, a veteran guy like Devin Shore, who people want to say, oh, play that talented young kid ahead of that veteran. What's Devin Shore ever going to do? Well, Devin Shore is going to help you win those playoff games that you're trying to win because you're not icing a kid that's never played in the playoff game. That's just a sign, Bob, of, of depth, De- right? De- Devin, depth. Shore, Devin Shore was making $2.6 million a couple years ago, you know? Like, people need to remember that. He's a three-time uh, double-digit goal scorer in the National Hockey League. Right. He played on some decent teams in Dallas and Anaheim. He's your fourth-line center. Edmonton's at a completely different spot. Are you concerned at all with with Ryan McLeod? Do you think this is... No. Okay. Because no, I, I, I will tell you that my hope here was that Derek Ryan would insulate Ryan McLeod. Absolutely. I didn't have Devin Shore coming in and dominating that battle for fourth line, which he did. Here's the problem. Ryan McLeod isn't a fourth. It's hard to be a fourth line center in the National Hockey League. That's a job for a veteran guy, right? That's a job where you got to win your face-offs and you're only going to get nine or ten minutes a night and you got to do the best of them and you got to get the puck out at the crucial moment and do all the little things. That's not what rookies who came out of the OHL as a first line center, right? you don't just walk in the NHL and become that guy. You know, in some respects, he'd be more at home being a second-line center than a third third or fourth, right, Bob? Well, now he's got to go down to Bakersfield. He is going to play in one of the top two center positions down there. By the way, how about this for a message? They scratch Matt, Jay Woodcroft, scratch Maximoff and Tim Soderlund, who was, let's face it, a contract throw-in in in the Duncan Keith trade for Caleb Jones. Uh, So he scratched two NHL-contracted players, right? And they went with basically, they only played 11 forwards. So they went with, like, seven guys on AHL deals and came away with the two wins. Now, they've got some experience. And Malone, Maximoff Mal- is now no longer He's no longer property. an oiler. They've terminated the contract, which, frankly, I don't have a problem with. If, well, if, if win the, some, lose some, Bob. That's the draft. Right. That, that, looks like a player, big, strong, fourth shoots round it, pick. all that stuff. And you know what? He's not a player. If You know what? If they hit on Carter Savoy, who's tearing it up in, at Denver the last couple of years, if they hit on him, People will forget about Kirill Maximoff. You need two guys a year. You draft six guys. If two of them turn out, you had a hell of a draft. Well, and and it all works. There it goes. All right, Mark. When we come back, we're going to talk. We got Craig McTavish coming up on the show today at one thirty-five. Oh, good. As you know, he's going to be on the Sportsnet panel starting tonight. He's going to be doing. Uh, some stuff in Edmonton and some stuff out of Toronto during the course of the year. Good. Uh, so the, the president of his fan club will be joining him tonight. That will be me. Oh, and, okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought it, eh? <laughs> Anyhow, uh, but one of the things that Mac T did has to do with who he took with his uh, two first-round picks in 2013 and 2014. Because yep. as you know... The- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. GM influences those decisions. And I specifically want to talk about Darnell Nurse when we come back on Oilers Now. 
Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 1250. I got a couple texts. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you to Oilers Now. Actually, Brendan, we're going to take care of this right now. We're going to do some business, and then we'll hit on Cassian. For elite promotional marketing, two NHL today, company branded apparel products and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. What do you got, Brendan? Puck drop between the Ducks and Oilers just after 7 o'clock tonight on 630 Chet, the face-off show will follow the 5.30 news. Elsewhere, the Canucks visit Buffalo, Montreal, host San Jose, and Winnipeg get wild in Minnesota. San Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane suspended 21 games for what was called an established violation of COVID-19 protocols. Reportedly tried to pass a forged vaccination status card of some kind. Uh, Kane was cleared in the league's investigation uh, for allegations of domestic assault, though he is ineligible to play before November 30th against New Jersey. Jersey. Bakersfield, you mentioned, is 2-0. They visit Ontario on Friday night on the road. Uh, the Oil Kings hit the halfway point on this homestand on Friday when the Branded Wheat Kings are in town and the Golden Bears get to Regina at the Claire Drake this weekend. Yeah, all right. Uh, Bob Stauffer with you along with Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta presenting live thoroughbred racing at Century Mile every Friday and Saturday. Post time is 5.15 p.m. Watch and wager online at hbibet.com. We came back with that sting just on Zach Cassie. Just a quick thought on Calgary the game against Calgary the other night, which was great with the fans and the emotion. Yeah, Zach was, frankly, I was surprised how engaged he was coming off a concussion. Yep. Uh, was, I thought maybe he'd play a little quieter game. He didn't play a no, quiet game. He wasn't. He, he was hitting people, and he was hanging around the scene. Like, I was watching Calgary last night, and that's what Kachuk does, in my opinion, so well, is he takes a shot on net, the goalie gets the puck smothered up, but he doesn't just skate around the net. He skates right into the goalie's crease and stops and stands over the goalie, and everyone gets mad and upset and off their game. And, and Zach was doing that. Zach Cassie was doing that the other night for Edmonton. And I think, you know, he doesn't have to fight. You know, if he fights, he'll be the one that decides when he fights. You won't catch me telling Zach Cassie when to fight. But I like when he pulls, when when he pushes people around a little and when he stands over a goalie once in a while, it makes him a better player. Another guy that's become too important to fight is playing 30 minutes a game. The owner's got to get his minutes down. I think you'll see Cuckoo play a little bit more than, the. you know, he played under 10 minutes the other night against Calgary, but that's Darnell Nurse. Yes. And I know that, uh, again, we got Mac T coming up. His two first-round picks were Darnell Nurse and Leon Dreisettle in 2013 and 2014. Not bad. As you know, (laughs) the general manager usually influences the first-round pick, has a say in that, and then defers to the scout rounds two through seven. Yeah, generally speaking. Generally generally speaking. But we know in Nurse's case that Mac T was a big Nurse guy. Well, and and I don't know if Dallas said this on your show, but we just did a big – 10-minute scrum with him downstairs, and he talked about a uh, uh, trade possibility heading into that draft in 2013. Yes, and he said with Vancouver. Uh, yeah, and he said it was a trade that would have made us a lot better team if we'd have traded that seventh away. And McTavish, he's, he, according to Akins, McTavish was steadfast. He says, I, we got to get this big defenseman. We're getting Nurse. We're not trading him away. We're not getting impatient. And now today... So I'd say he made the right call. Just just to revisit it. Who the, was coming the other way? Do you know that? Yeah, Corey Schneider. Oh, that was the Corey Schneider. And it was Nurse, uh, or sorry, it was the seventh overall pick, a number two, and Martin Marincin, who is an analytics darling at that time, 
going to Vancouver. That was what I believe the proposed discussion was around. And Vancouver ultimately did move Schneider for the ninth overall pick in just that. But because they were trading in the division, they needed to get uh, more from Edmonton in order to... uh, That's right. In order, uh, you know, the owners were going to have to give up more. So Horvat... The, the Canucks got Horvat ninth overall in 2013. Yes, and, or sorry, Vancouver did. So, and, But yes, we were at the draft. That draft was in 2013, was in New Jersey. Okay. And it was a big deal when Lou Lamarillo stepped up and traded Corey Schneider uh, at the draft for the ninth overall pick. That's right. And then Vancouver ended up they taking did. Horvat, who's captain material on that team like he's he's a good player he's a good player he's a good player darnell nurse let's get to nurse yeah he's a good player you know and when you look at that the left side on the olympic team you know that was kind of the thrust of the piece i wrote today on on sports.ca and you know there's there's some guys that are good there's lots of good players there's morgan riley's a left shot d on that list uh there's shea theodore's on that list right there's lots of good righties petrangelo kale mccarr guys like that but um you know, go down the list. The the left-hand shots, Bob, are they're not all way better than Darnell Nurse. And they're certainly not bigger than Darnell Nurse. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of skill. Uh, Thomas Shabbat is a guy, because I don't know if Thomas Shabbat can play offense in the Olympics every day. Can he defend in yeah. the Olympics every day? Darnell Nurse would be the first sure to tell that. you that he needs to defend better than he's. Yeah. The first couple of games, a little bit the orders have given up a little too many opportunities. Shot and sure. I know Calgary, everything they they've put everything to Lynette. That game is That's a little little deceiving. But Edmonton gave up a lot of deflection opportunities in their opening two games. You might see Nurse convert a little quicker on Getting a little snarly in front of the net. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, you know what? He's just turned... I have him on the team, by the way, just so you well, know. I he, I have him in the mix and no, at he's the camp make, and... He's making the team. He's going to make right. the team. Okay? No, I hope you're right. They're going to have at least two Canadians or two Oilers on the team Canada. Well, they'll have at least one. We know that for sure. Yeah, he's, so. he's pretty good, that guy. <laughs> and he's already on the team. And a very outside chance on the third. I want to save that for the next segment. But just further on Nurse. So well, the the scouts you talk to now that have watched him all the way, and there's always been lots of you – know, Nurse has been a guy, a, 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 almost a dividing talent. You know, everyone sees the physical abilities, but hockey sense, right? How's his hockey sense? Remember he used to get the puck over the offensive blue line and not have a clue what to do with it. Yep. Uh, he used to take too many chances offensively. So what I, I got in touch with five different scouts yesterday, as I will on a piece like this, and they all said variations on the same thing. He's making his way smarter choices. So he's not he's not leaving on the offensive rush when he shouldn't, so he's in better defensive position when he should be. He's more patient in his own zone, right? He's He's just grown up. He's making smarter decisions all over the ice. It leaves him in better position to defend. And when he does go on offense, he's going at the right time, and he has more success there. So I guess that's what you just call a player maturing, Bob. The thing that I never questioned was his work rate. And because I never questioned his work rate, I believe that he could continuously improve. Because the best people in everything, in every facet of society, the ones that work relentlessly and have that drive are the ones that continuously improve. That's fair, but a lot of guys have worked, 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 and never developed hockey sense in the game today. And... And you know what? Darnell's has improved a great deal. Yeah. It's improved a great deal because he's also a pretty smart cat when you get to know him, right? Yeah. Like, he's a smart guy. 
And he talked yesterday at length about how uh, he doesn't just watch every game of his on video during the summer. He actually has a notebook and he takes down, writes down notes pen to paper because he feels that helps him to retain the things he's writing down. So you go watch video and you go, I'll remember that and I'll remember that. Well, you don't remember it all. He writes it all down, and then he goes back to that notebook time after time during the season. That's a smart guy, Bob. Nurse is going to be on Team Canada, Spec. You got him in the mix on Team Canada? I'm sure. I've got him at the camp, got him in the mix. Let's give me a – I'm not making that prediction yet. Give me until New Year's. Well, they play in February, Mark. I know. Come on, man. you got to be uh, a little – Guys bit. are going to get hurt. The guys are going to have good seasons. Guys are going to have bad. Come all on. Right. All right. Mark Spector, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. We're going to get to the Oilers Now injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. It's this simple. They're the best. Devin Shore activated for tonight's game. Ryan McLeod has been sent to the minors. Uh, obviously, Archibald and Stalock on myocarditis on LTIR. Clefbaum on LTIR. Uh, Ryan Kessler still on LTIR technically for Anaheim on their books he as is, well, eh? uh, and we think Mason uh, Marchment will be a game. Uh, Mason McTavish uh, died. Do Mason Marchment again? I think he did again. Yeah, second fire, time. Fire, fire the old host. Uh, <laughs> Brennan, what else you got for us on the? Uh, Injury front. Mike Hoffman making his Montreal Canadiens debut tonight, returning from a preseason lower body injury. Leafs prospect Nick Robertson hurt again. This time he broke his leg. He will miss 10 weeks. And Jets captain Blake Wheeler is tested positive for COVID-19. He is experiencing symptoms. Nate McKinnon sounds like he's back as well. I think you mentioned that already. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, we're going to talk a bit about Zach Hyman. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.